So hello everyone, welcome. I'm just uh, checking that you can hear me. Yes, okay. So hopefully you can not only hear me, but hear me clearly. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, getting some signs that that's the case. Yeah. Great. And if that changes at any point, please do let me know. So if it's during a meditation, then uh, just put a, a message in the chat and uh, I will keep an eye on the chat to make sure that we're still uh, staying connected. Yeah, so really, um, as always, a, a very uh, heartfelt welcome to, to all of us to this uh, to this space together to this Dharma hall that we're that we're sharing and um, as people are still uh, joining us it's always an opportunity for those of us that are here to really settle in into arriving yeah, into being here and we can just check in what is the most helpful way to do that. To settle, to arrive, to welcome ourselves. Yeah, welcome ourselves to, to being here. And we can also, um, as we arrive, as we welcome ourselves, we can also connect and inquire into our intention for being here, our intention for this time. What brings, what brings you here? Today, what is it that you'd like to connect to, to nourish, in yourself, in the world. Yeah, what is it that you'd like to cultivate? And it's taking as long as you need to feel into that and then the invitation to put that into the chat. What's your intention for this time of practice, of exploring the Dharma? feeling into it and seeing what arises. Here's the first one, patience. And as the intentions come in, I'll be reading them out. Yeah, gratitude and awe, presence, openness and metta. Mm. Reading them out and we can feel the resonance, yeah. space, community, Willingness no matter what, yeah. Exploring connection with everything. Reconnection with myself, yeah. grounding. I can feel the resonance of, uh, of these intentions flowing in. Containment for essential goodness, yeah. 
So feeling the, the resonance with the intentions that are being shared. Calm and connection. Yeah. Feeling them kind of echoing perhaps within us, openness. Yeah. And with that sense of intention, both um, your own intention or the shared intentions here in the space. Well, just allow these to um, support us as we settle into our practice and we'll be meditating for around 30 minutes together, around half an hour. So, yeah, we can feel those intentions as we take, a, you know, maybe the, the last sip of tea or hot water in my case for the next half hour. And then settle into our practice. So settling into the posture Taking the time to make any adjustments that you need to make. So that the body is as supported and stable and balanced as possible for you. And inviting the attention to the contact areas of the body with the seat, body with the ground. Using the sensations of contact as a resting place for our awareness. Gathering, collecting attention with the immediacy and the simplicity. sensations of contact between the body and that which is supporting the body right now. The seat, the ground.
And then from the grounding, the centering, the collecting with the sensations of contact, inviting the awareness to open and to expand through more and more of the body. Letting awareness fill the whole space of the body, whole body space. Tuning in to the experience of the whole body, body as a field of awareness, sensitive and open, receptive and alive. Inviting awareness to soften and include the whole body space. Resting into this balance, the contact, the grounding of the sensations of contact. And then the openness, the spaciousness of awareness spread through the whole body, including the whole body. wide open space of awareness in the whole body. And within this space, within this awareness, tuning into an intention of kindness. Practice as an act of kindness. Act of kindness to myself. An act of kindness to the world.
So take some time with this in your own way. Finding that balance, steadiness and grounding, openness and spaciousness. And then attunement to that intention of kindness. As you practice, as you're present with the body right now. Letting that intention of kindness come to the forefront of the way you're paying attention, the way you're receiving experience. Tuning in to the breathing as it moves through the body, as it moves through the field of awareness. Inviting yourself to receive the breath with kindness. Just exploring what that can mean, how that can feel. Open-handed receptivity. Meeting the breath in kindness with kindness. Gently. Slowly, no rush as you do this, no rush as you practice.
awareness open, expanded through the whole body, the breath, moving and flowing through the space of awareness, through the body, received in kindness, met with kindness, allowed and held in kindness. Awareness wide and open through the whole body, the breath moving and flowing through the whole body space. Tuning in again and again to an attitude of kindness. As you do this, opening to feel is anything that's somewhat pleasant in your experience right now. Might be an aspect of the breathing, its fluidity, its softness, its warmth. Might be some aspect of the body experience, the steadiness of the body. A sense of supportedness. We're a particular part of the body that feels comfortable or at ease.
tuning in particularly to that pleasantness or comfort in experience and receiving that in kindness in open-heartedness and just staying with that as you practice receiving the pleasant receiving the comfortable receiving the good in kindness gentle contact of awareness with whatever is pleasant right now in your experience letting that be received in kindness held in kindness
staying tuned in to that attitude of kindness. Shifting attention from what is pleasant or comfortable in experience right now to what might be mildly uncomfortable or unpleasant in experience right now. Maybe a tickle or an itch or part of the body that's feeling numb or falling asleep. Gently opening, keeping the awareness wide, expansive in the body. Opening to notice something that is less pleasant in your experience right now, that is perhaps uncomfortable. And meeting that with kindness, bringing kindness to that sensation, to that phenomena. Sometimes it can be helpful to use a little phrase to keep that attunement to kindness as you practice. So tuning to what is mildly uncomfortable and perhaps wishing it well with a phrase like, may you be held in kindness. light touch of attention as you do it, awareness is wide. Within it, this welcoming, this meeting in kindness. Whatever is mildly uncomfortable in your experience right now, and you can just stay with one thing, this can be quite helpful. May you be held in kindness.
holding, bathing, receiving, unpleasant, the uncomfortable in kindness. What happens to experience when we do this? Letting go of the somewhat unpleasant, uncomfortable. Continuing to be tuned in to this attitude of kindness, this intention of kindness. Opening again to the whole body, made up of so many sensations. made up of so many vibrations, feeling the flow of phenomena that is the body and receiving it all in kindness, meeting it all in kindness, holding it all with kindness.
expanding awareness to other beings. Maybe those you might be hearing right now. Maybe those that you know are around you right now. Receiving their presence in kindness. meeting their presence with an intention of kindness. And opening even further all beings to all beings of this world. Can we include all of them within this intention of kindness? The near and the far. Those that are pleasant to us and those that are not. opening wide, receiving, meeting, anything and everything, all beings and all phenomena with kindness, holding it all with kindness, resting into this intention and attitude of kindness. Kindness to all kinds and kindness to all kinds, filling up the space, radiating into the world. Holding it all in kindness. meeting it all in kindness.
And keeping that intention of kindness also as this part of the meditation ends. And maybe as you move the body, maybe as you open the eyes, taking your time, keeping that thread, holding experience, meeting experience with kindness. So before we flow on to um, Dharma Reflections today, uh, just a few words about Dharma practice as always at this point of the session. And maybe today with that thread of kindness, yeah. can we feel the possibility to be here yeah. as a fruit of the intention of kindness of others? Yeah. All those who've made it possible for us to be here, their kindness, allowing, supporting us to be here. And can we perhaps also feel our own willingness and possibility to support this platform, and to support the teachings yeah. through that intention of kindness. Yeah. It's kindness that uh, makes it possible for all of us to be here. Yeah. And so if you are able to, if you wish to, there's an invitation to offer uh, financial support both to Gaia House and in this case to myself for the teachings and for the platform. And so I'm going to put the um, link to, to Gaia House um, support page in the chat in a moment and you can use that link to to do both uh, today yeah, if you'd like to offer Dana if you'd like to offer financial support to me for the teachings you can do it via the Guy House support page and if you'd like to do it to offer support to Guy House you can also do that via that support page as well um, all the information is there So, um, what did we just do in that practice? Mm. Let's let's start the reflection with that. Mm. What did we ju- What did we just do in the practice? Uh, we really tuned in to an intention of kindness yeah. in the practice, and then we expanded that intention to different aspects yeah. of our uh, experience. We started off um, just with tuning into that intention, yeah. this practice, this time of meditation, yeah. being a, an act of kindness to myself, to the world. And then we tuned in to particular aspects of our experience and explored what happens when I bring this intention of kindness to something that's pleasant in experience. 
to something that's unpleasant in experience. We didn't have so much time, but we could also uh, explore, you know, bringing an intention of kindness to all aspects of our experience that are neither particularly pleasant or unpleasant. That can also be very interesting. Yeah. I can recommend next time you meditate, or even just right now, yeah. what happens if you bring kindness, an intention of kindness, to um, the inside of your elbow, for example. Yeah, just the sensations there. It's quite a neutral place for most of us. Yeah. We can explore what happens with that intention, with that attitude, you know, with that relationship to um, experience. And we can, of course, expand it more and more. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this, this phrase that I used at the end of the meditation, which is Nathan's invention, not mine, um, kindness to all kind. Yeah. So, some of you may have heard, like for a while he's had this um, other phrase, which is all kinds of kindness. <laughs> and then recently he's flipped it a little bit to say kindness to all kind, yeah? not just to all humankind, to all kind. Yeah. Or to all kinds, to all kinds of experiences, to all kinds of beings. So we can include yeah, in this sphere yeah, of what we can bring kindness to, we can um, include phenomena of the heart, of the mind, of the body. Yeah. And we can also include the phenomena of other beings. Yeah. And as we do that, we um, are cultivating a lot of the qualities that were in the chat there, in the intentions, right? Openness, sense of community, yeah. Uh, metta was there, yeah. Contentment, containment, yeah. Aligning with the good. I'm just kind of going with kind of bits that I remember. We're actually cultivating um, a lot of these, attuning to a lot of these, yeah. Cultivating, as the Buddha liked to say, heart and mind imbued with metta, imbued with kindness, imbued with friendliness. So I'd like to um, read uh, some parts from a sutta uh, today. It's quite a long sutta, so it's only a few parts from it. Yeah. And it's, um, the sutta is translated, uh, its translated name is the simile of the soul. Yeah. You know, that thing, sharp, rugged edges that you use to cut things. Um, and so this sutta is, is actually about the effectiveness, the power of this cultivation of, of kindness, of goodwill, of benevolence, yeah, as an attitude, of metta as an attitude. And so um, the Buddha, it's a question, like kind of he asks these questions of um, rhetorical questions as, uh, from the monks and nuns and, and they respond and then he responds. It's one of those, and he's, he uses a lot of similes here, which, which I like. Um, so this is right from the, it's from the middle, it's a very long sutta. Uh, so he says, suppose that a man were to come along carrying a burning grass torch and say, with this burning grass torch, I will heat up the river Ganges and make it boil. Okay. Here's someone coming with a flaming grass torch saying, with this flaming grass torch, I will heat up the river Ganges and make it 
boil. Now, what do you think, monks and nuns? Would he, with that burning grass torch, heat up the river Ganges and make it boil? Mm -hmm. I told you, it's rhetorical questions. And so here's their response. And they say, no, Lord. Why is that? Yeah, he asks them. And they respond, because the river Ganges is deep and enormous. It's not easy to heat it up and make it boil, let alone with a burning grass torch. That man would reap only a share of weariness and disappointment. Okay, so that person would uh, reap only a share of weariness and disappointment. They would only weary and be disappointed because they would not be able to achieve that which they set out to do. In the same way, monks, there are these five aspects of speech by which others may address you. Okay, so here's how we meet the world, yeah? Others may address us in these five different aspects of speech, timely or untimely, yeah? It's the right time for me to hear this or it's the wrong time for me to hear this, yeah? True or false, affectionate or harsh, beneficial or unbeneficial, with a mind of goodwill, of metta, or with hatred. Others may address you yeah. in all these ways. Yeah. In any event, yeah, whichever way they address you, you should train yourself. Yeah. This is how you should train yourselves. Okay. Our minds will be unaffected and we will say no evil words. We will remain sympathetic to that person's welfare with a mind of metta, of goodwill, of kindness, and with no hatred. We will keep pervading that other person with an awareness imbued with metta, with goodwill. And beginning with that person, we will keep pervading the whole world with an awareness imbued with metta, with goodwill and kindness kindness, equal to the river Ganges, abundant, enlarged, immeasurable, free from hostility, free from ill will. This is how you should train yourself. Okay. So this is the first part I wanted to read. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll put the sutta in at the end if you can remind me again uh, in case I don't do it. Um, it's MN21. And so, you know, he's likening how we respond to our experience to a person wanting to boil a river, yeah. which is, you know, we are always facing externally. Yeah. We're looking at changing experience through how can we make sure yeah, that people always, yeah, are always, in this case, he's focusing on speech, um, always speak to us in a timely way, yeah, at the right time, uh, in a true way, yeah. in an affectionate way, in a beneficial way, and with a mind of metta. Yeah. This is what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. And the Buddha is saying this is like trying to boil the river Ganges because this is not in our control. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. We cannot control that. But he's offering us another way. Yeah. Instead of trying to change the hearts and minds <laughs> of all the beings that we come into contact with, we can work on this one. 
right? We can attend to this one. That's, that's possible for us. It's more beneficial yeah, to put our energies to training, to cultivating, to developing the wholesome within ourselves yeah, than attempting to control all external circumstances of our lives. Yeah. Because we have no control over what we will meet, who we will meet, what will arise. And we have some control, <laughs> but not much. Yeah. Yeah. Or how that will impact us. Yeah. But we can shape our heart and mind over time yeah, so that they incline more to well-being uh, and less towards dukkha. Yeah. That we can discern yeah. and that we can attend and that we can meet um, our experience in ways that are beneficial for us and for others. Um, so this is an ongoing exploration and practice. I mean, the Buddha talks about this. Um, first of all, as an aspiration, yeah. you should train yourself thus. Our minds will be unaffected. Yeah, It's a training. It's an aspiration. It's something that we're developing and cultivating. Yeah. Our minds will be unaffected. We will say no evil words. Yeah? It's a training that we undertake. And the fruits of this training, yeah. fruits of, these tra of this training benefit, benefit ourselves, they benefit others, yeah, both in the short and the long term. And so goodwill, kindness, benevolence, yeah, these are all translations of the word metta, M-E-T-T-A, yeah. unconditional friendliness, uh, are an incredible resource yeah, for us as individuals, as societies, you know, um, a resource for us ourselves, but also um, when we cultivate them, when we bring them into being in our own heart and mind, they become a resource um, for the world as well, for others. So they're a resource and they're also a strength and a power. Yeah. As we cultivate and develop them internally, um, we become, and this is what he's talking about here, we become less dependent on the external. Yeah? We become less dependent on what happens and how, again, to use this, this is speech, on how others um, speak to us. Yeah. Because we have this resource internally. And any of you who've had a chance to practice metta, you, you know this. Yeah. You have a difficult interaction with someone. And even if not in that moment, later on, you can come back and work with meta practice, And you change the impact. Yeah? Because you yourself tune in to well-being. Yeah? You yourself tune in to friendliness. You know, what happens to us when we wish well to someone else? Yeah? When we meet someone or something with kindness, where does that kindness you know, move through, yeah. moves through us, <laughs> through this heart and mind. Yeah. This is the kind of the beauty yeah. of, this, of this practice, of this training. So we become less dependent on the external. We ourselves are nourished by this quality moving through us. Um, and we're able to appreciate and enjoy the good 
yeah, a lot more. This is also um, a benefit of, of metta practice. And so the focus in the sutta here um, is on speech, but this is true for all and any aspects of our experience. Yeah. It's not just speech. Yeah, we, we're constantly meeting that which we like and that which we don't like. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, the weather. Yeah, yeah the, the way, um, you know, the cake we baked came out. You know, whatever, constantly, yeah, constantly meeting yeah, what we like and what we don't like. Yeah. It's constantly um, happening to us and, and not in our control. And so this invitation to meet, yeah, meet experience with kindness, yeah, the, the whole range of it yeah, really impacts our own well-being. You know, as I'm saying this, I'm listening to myself and my usual health warning comes up. You know, so I need to say it. Here's the health warning. This doesn't mean that we become passive. Yeah, it's not about you know. Okay, I'll just meet everything with kindness, and I won't try to make the world a better place. Yeah, and I won't try to attend with intelligence to my own experience. Yeah. So if I'm sitting here and I'm in a lot of pain because I'm sitting in a posture that's not helpful for my body. Yeah, I can meet that with kindness. It's important to meet that with kindness, but also to attend, yeah, to listen, right? And this is a cross. I'm just giving that pretty simple example because, you know, I'm certainly sometimes pretty good at not following it, yeah, not following that advice. And I think we, we kind of, we all find ourselves in that, uh, in that position. So it's not about yeah, becoming passive. It's not about not attending also to the so-called external aspects of our lives or to what is needed yeah, in our societies and our cultures and our families. Yeah. But we do that with and through an attitude of kindness and what a difference that makes. Yeah. What a difference um, that makes. And so this question also of what happens to experience when we meet it that way. And again, we, in the meditation just now, we just had very short, yeah, kind of just, I don't know what it was, five minutes with the pleasant and five minutes with the unpleasant maybe. What happens when we sustain an attitude of kindness towards experience? Yeah. It changes. Yeah. Typically it changes. And that's um, where a lot of our freedom comes from. Yeah, a lot of our freedom can come from. So when we can meet experience with kindness, um, you know, all kinds of experience, this impacts our own well-being and it uh, impacts the well-being of others and the well-being of the world. Yeah, so simple yeah. and so radical and so transformative and so difficult to do sometimes. Yeah. And we cultivate all these beautiful, supportive um, attitudes and qualities along the way, yeah. like patience, gratitude, contentment. Yeah. And we deepen wisdom because we deepen our understanding of how crucial our own mind is and the attitude of the mind and the way of relating to experience, how crucial that is and how experience is shaped. So this is a kind of immeasurable, you know, limitless, boundless uh, journey. 
and the Buddha, it, this, this sutta, he really challenges us, okay? Um, he challenges us and I always feel it like a, he's expanding and extending our sense of possibility. Yeah. Expanding and extending our sense of possibility. So here's another bit um, of the sutta. Uh, he says to, uh, to the monks and nuns, even if bandits, this is the most famous um, passage you know, from the sutta, by the way. Even if bandits were to carve you up limb by limb with a two-handled saw, not one, two, two-handled saw, he or she among you who let his heart get angered even at that would not be my student. Even in that situation, yeah. You should train yourselves. Really important. You should train yourself, okay? Not you should be something, but you should train yourself even in that situation. Our minds will be unaffected and we will say no evil words. We will remain empathetic with a mind of metta, of goodwill, of kindness, and with no hatred. We will keep pervading these people with an awareness imbued with goodwill. And beginning with them, we will keep pervading the whole world with an awareness imbued with goodwill. Abundant, enlarged, immeasurable, free from hostility and free from ill will. That's how you should train yourself. And then he asks them a question again. He says, monks and nuns, if you attend constantly to this teaching on the simile of the soul, do you see any aspects of speech, slight or gross, that you could not endure? Yeah. If you attend to this teaching, if you train and practice in this way, do you see any aspects of speech, slight or gross, that you could not endure? And they respond, no, Lord, yeah. we cannot see any aspect that we could not endure. And, yeah, I, I'm really, like, highlighting this part, yeah, because he's really, you know, this whole horrific simile, <laughs> an example. And then he's saying, can you see what this allows, yeah? That if you could do this, if you practice in this way, is there anything that would happen that you could not endure? Yeah. And so it's, you know, here's the strength, here is the power of this practice, yeah. the resilience yeah. that we are looking for. Yeah. We're looking for it, right? This is what we want, yeah, to be free of suffering. And he's saying even when yeah, there is a source of very great suffering to the body, you could endure that. You could um, experience that without suffering, yeah. with a heart and mind imbued with metta, filled with metta, suffused with metta. And then he ends, he finishes off by saying, then please attend, yeah, please attend to this teaching of the simile of the soul. 
because that will be for your long-term welfare and your long-term happiness. Yeah. And then it ends as many suttas ends. That is what the Blessed One said. Gratified, the monks and nuns delighted in his words. Yeah. That's the end of the sutta. And so I was kind of really wondering, do I bring this? You know, it's quite, it's quite a, a strong... Um, a strong sutta, it's quite a strong uh, language um, and imagery that the Buddha's using there. Um, and I, I, I felt really moved to, to bring it in, you know. I, I, I feel like um, sometimes metta gets kind of, uh, and kindness, they get um, kind of, we, we kind of lose contact with how, what a powerful uh, powerful practice this is yeah how powerful it is and in the sutta i feel like the buddha really is drawing a map for us he's showing us what is possible yeah what is possible for us uh, like a lighthouse that kind of beckons and guides us on the, on the path this is possible yeah this is possible we can cultivate a mind and heart that are more and more imbued with this quality yeah with this attitude and we can also ponder, now yeah, what would it be like yeah. to have a heart and mind imbued with this kind of quality? And we can feel in our own experience yeah. the impact of that. Yeah. The impact of a, a mind imbued, filled, yeah. saturated with kindness. And so that's kind of the, the invitation to us as practitioners you know, as we um, keep journeying on this, on this path of, of being a human being. You know, to keep cultivating kindness in every moment. Yeah, every moment is an opportunity for that. To keep cultivating an attitude of kindness. And to keep exploring um, where that leads and how that impacts our experience. So I'm just going to put the link to the sutta in the chat. Uh, well, not the link, just the name of the sutta, sorry. But you can easily find it. And then we'll open up to questions and uh, comments. So if there's any questions, um, any comments from anyone, any reflections, they're very, very welcome. You can um, feel free to unmute yourself and uh, as an act of kindness, share the beauty of your voice with us. Um, or if you would prefer, you can also um, share the beauty of your voice through putting uh, what you have to say in the chat. So it'll be your voice in a different way. And everything is welcome. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.